0: Eternal Dirtles is a podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and supporters like you. Come to our Patreon at patreon.com slash eternaldirtles and support us. Thanks.
1: Changes, sign up for the tourney and I ask my team. Is legacy really just a dying scene? London Mulligan making Grizzle Brand OP, mold to oblivion from a hate piece. Still, I'm getting wrecked by what Khan creates. Lattice lock, like a chump who tried to innovate. New to ferry says instant speeds, no go. Narset cast brainstorm, hell no. Modern Horizons attitude. two. Mix. Given all the bad rug decks, renin' six Cascade, retrace, your strix is dead Dreadhorde, arcanist is good, Nate said Yogg, moths are dope, vast grand position Put Nick, fit right back in position To lose two lions, I, diamond, eons, echo Shuffle up, draw tendrils, oh, hello This isn't how it's supposed to be Legacy with all these changes simultaneously I'd love to go back to how we played as kids Before match change, and that's the way it is
0: Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Nathan Golia and Phil Blackman. How's it going, guys? Finally back together.
2: So uh, good. Good to be back together. I was going to say back in your arms again, but then Phil <laughs> said something first, which I thought would sound weird after some Yeah, dude, you it. got God. got. Got got. <laughs> hey, uh, we're going to jump in, but I, I want to make a couple of quick announcements. Uh, just some people have asked me to uh, spread the word on a couple of things coming up for our listeners who might be interested in them. Um, so as long as it's okay with you, though I do have to check my email about one of them because I forgot. Yeah, go run ahead. It is. So this might be out of order, but um, on July 13th in Houston at uh, Asgard games, there's going to be a 1k legacy charity tournament. Um, and we're putting this information, in the show notes are already sent to Zach Um but uh you should check it out there's there's going to be they're giving away they partnered with some local businesses to give away um uh like gift cards as prizes and they're pretty substantial gift cards so if you're local to uh houston you could definitely use those or maybe if you're not local you can still get them and you know maybe you know trade them or something but it's uh it's to benefit the houston food bank um they so the the for the prizes are to a Vesta persian grill and a barbecue place and something called hay merchant um but i think that's pretty cool to get Sea magic uh, sort of partnering up with um other businesses in the area to, to for a good cause here so so that's going to happen on july 13th at asgard games in houston in addition um sam craven uh you know a sort of legacy pillar a filler of the eternal legacy or eternal formats in texas here is going to be grizzle branding for good at this tournament so he's going to play tin fins and every time he activates grizzle brand like you can pledge for every time he activates grizzle brand and then he'll match that and donate it to the food bank in addition to um the you know proceeds from the tournament so and he's got he's got some information on his blog about how it's actually gonna like, fully gonna work uh, which we are linking as well but um so basically, like you can sign up to pledge like a dollar per grizzle brand activation or fifty cents or whatever you
0: want I mean the correct answer is seven dollars right
2: <laughs> The correct answer is seven dollars <laughs> well, here's the thing he can he could he can be uh when you're growing off with ten fins, you can draw you can activate grizzle brand quite a bit of time, so true um <laughs> but he's got some, he's gonna play until he has three match losses he's never gonna he's not gonna stop the loop unless um he wins or uh, someone scoops. <laughs> um, but I think that's kind of fun. I think that's something we could consider for ourselves at some point. You know, we should come up with some something like that that we could, we could get pledges towards. That's a lot of fun. And it really puts some uh, puts some juice on the gameplay. So uh, good on Sam for doing that. And you can check that out at his blog, which is seemsgood.com. And we have that in the show notes. Awesome. Um, also related to Tim Fins, this is what I need. I need the date. date. Um, but... It is magic during Magic Fest Denver, which is July nineteenth and twentieth in Denver. Obviously, the Tin Fin Invitational, which is an organization of the Tin Fin's community, uh, which is Sam and Matt Hackbird and, and and Josh Benjamin who I know lives in Denver. Uh, they're doing the Tin Fin Invitational. They got some offsite uh, space rented so that you can go and play Legacy and Vintage instead of whatever format Magic Fest Denver is um actually i'm assuming is not one of those two or we would know but it's a partial proxy legacy and full proxy vintage so that should be a lot of fun and uh check that out i unfortunately will be in neither texas nor colorado during those events unfortunately just because that's a family vacation time to maine but um you know if you're in those areas please uh you know check out some legacy this summer it'll be a lot of fun cool uh, we should say we'll that we're not time.
0: sponsored by those guys. This is just something cool that's happening out there, and uh, we we, we want to make sure that uh, people know about it.
2: Yeah, just uh, I mean, yeah, just to pass along about you know if you guys have announcements, reach out to us, and uh, we'll you know usually try and, and and sprinkle those in so people know where tournaments are. At least the people who listen to us. Cool. So. Um, that's all. That's all for me on announcements. What do you guys got going on this weekend in New York?
0: Well, there's a 1K at Good Games this weekend. I'm actually going to get a chance to sit down and play some Paper Legacy, so I'm pretty excited about that. I think Phil you, will be there.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be there, too. Unfortunately, the cards that I had ordered from Modern Horizons haven't arrived yet, so I'm going to be playing something a little off the cuff. I'm not sure yet. i
0: um, uh, In between whether or not I'm gonna try rug delver or if I'm uh, like try rug delver, I'm going to fix my rug delver deck to uh, for this meta, or if I'm just gonna uh, go with sneak attack uh, sneak and show, I should say, uh, because I did spend all that money uh, over the over the uh, course of the last like two months on
1: getting city of traders. So. Oh yeah, it's also one. I mean, these tournaments are still uh, pre London Mulligan. So. Yes. Yes. That's why I
0: was kind of on the uh, rug delver plan because I was like, okay, I can still go rug delver and have like you know, play play the fun police role without having to worry about too much um, aggressive mulliganing uh, on on my opponent's end. But uh, I, now my biggest concern is that I won't be getting uh, again. I didn't also didn't get all of my cards yet uh, for the uh, modern horizons, and the main thing that I'm worried about missing out on is actually force of vigor. I'd like to have those in my board. And that's, I can play other cards for sure, but uh, I, I'd like to have those on my board before I play rug Delver. So I think, I think I'm leaning towards Sneak and Show. Um, that said, uh, the rug Delver list I'm going to play would have Run and Six in it, and I do have those.
2: Yeah, you got the Rens, but not the... Not the Six. Not list. the Fourth. I think you can, <laughs> yeah. I think you can play without Force of Vigor as long as you oh, have yeah. Run and Six.
0: I think, I think, uh, so So the plan here is uh, the the, cl- the classic rug Delver uh, uh, list that uh you know normally you, you would play one forkball one uh dismember i'm going to switch those for one run in six apiece um then my creature suite is going to be uh four delver four mongoose two Goyf, and two TNN um and and uh thanks to lee Zo's advice today uh while we were talking about the list uh, i'm going to remove one stifle and add in a uh Uh, Chain Lightning, uh, to be able to get rid of uh, the uh, Dreadhorde Arcanist that uh, I'm sure to see several of
2: uh, this weekend. I do know at least one other person, I'm not going to blow their their spot up here, is planning to play this deck, and you guys think there's going to be a lot of Dreadhorde Arcanists. So you're expecting a lot of these blue-red, Delvery all over the format, huh?
0: Yeah, I think that uh, people are going to be on this. I mean, I'm sure I'll see Sneak and Show. I, if I had the uh, Tefry Time Menders, Time Travelers, Time Raveler. Uh, time Raveler. there you go. If I had Teffri Time Traveler, uh, or Time Raveler, I would definitely play, uh, Infect one last time just to see if, just to see how good it was. Hey, um, it, it won. It won the classic. Yeah.
2: It's pretty
0: good. <laughs> it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. So I, I would. I mean, I, I'm, you know, good in my hands. I'm totally different than <laughs> someone who's good, who's, uh, you know, who's, uh, proven that they're good at Magic.
1: Um, well, just, if you plan to ferry and they don't counter it, then you don't have to worry about being good anymore.
0: This is true. That is the that is the plan, right? Just don't you don't have to be good when your cards are
2: good for you. What if it's possible to never pass a turn just out of anxiety? Like I don't want to pass a turn. Let them cast spells. <laughs> my turn for <laughs> the rest of the game. <laughs> um, well, I think it's interesting that that people are expecting that much Arcanist, Um I have really, I have not played Legacy in a while. I was, I was, I've been in and out of town recently, but I, I have seen people talking about it like crazy, which I, you know, think is great because I thought the card was cool, though now I'm worried that it's kind of set, What what's good with it, and maybe that we might be at the end yeah. of brewing with it. But I mean, the,
0: the, the Rhinos and, uh, what's it called Visions deck looks ridiculous. That
1: looks, That's true. That, that list looks sweet. The, the rug list with that just cascades into Rhinos and then, Arcanist's back rhinos. Yeah. I mean
2: full rhinos in play seemed pretty good. We totally I mean, missed we totally missed crashing footballs in the review, and I just and I remember thinking like anyone who would want to any way you would cast this would just be better casting Ancestral Vision. And I didn't have enough respect for eight power, which is bad I, by me. Honestly,
0: d- this card did not even register to me as as a thing. Uh, when someone pointed out to me a couple weeks ago I was like, oh my gosh, because I was trying to build like a Waterfall-style deck, or maybe like a Punishing Rug-style deck, uh, and uh, someone pointed this card out to me, and I was just like, wow.
1: For anybody who doesn't know, Crashing Footfalls is suspend four uh, four green mana, and then it says put two 4-4 Rhinos with Trample into play, and it has no casting cost, so you can cascade into it i the I think that it's funny that you were like, ah, it's never gonna be better than ancestral, but we didn't think far enough to go, but what about alongside
2: ancestral yeah that that and like well i was I was like they don't come in with haste, so it's not like when you suspend a creature, like you still have to wait a turn to attack with them and I think i had I had like was, was when I was researching cards for a set review, I like saw that, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, so that you're really like. You know, if you're, if you're not cascading into this, you're not getting any value until, you know, even the turn after turn that. Turn six, and then, yeah. Yeah, and you could be dead more. that it wasn't even like, you know, if you got a power coming into play in one turn and they've got one turn cycle to deal with, of course that's good. But, you know, you could just be dead by then more often than that would be good. I just didn't see a lot of these grimy games lasting. But um, I think that and, the, that there was a quick turn back to fair. I've um, seen some
1: lists that are alongside uh, the they're switching up the cantrip suite a little bit and playing some number of faithless looting so that they, they can enable the dread Arcanist, canist, uh, which is, you know, I think uh, fairly interesting if you do that instead of suspending one of the cards on turn zero, or if you think that or turn one, if you think that you're going to be going against a, a
2: faster matchup. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's a crazy hit off Dreadhorde arcanist, but I, again, like we're just like, okay, now you got this in your deck. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm impressed that people saw it. Um, and uh, and uh, we're able to put the deck together because it
1: is sweet. I think the other thing that pushed the deck uh, far enough up though, were two cards was also Renin Six as another mm-hmm. powerful thing that you can uh, cascade into. Uh, and then um, uh, what was that? That card, uh, Magmatic Magnetic Single, Magnetic Single. It's That's the, the delve. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's the delve deal five to yeah. a creature planeswalker for a single red, which is like some gives. The rug deck uh, way to deal with fatties without having to go into dismember, which is not good if you're, you know, looking to take some hits to your life total while you come off suspend. Well,
2: force of negation in the deck as well. I mean, there's a lot of modern horizon cards in it. Yeah. And force of negation obviously being good because you can pitch your um, agents and, uh, and the agents don't hit it. Can... The agents, but the and the agents also don't hit it, so you have like extra combo protection. Yeah. You know, in that him tutorial, where like shardless decks of past would have played Thoughtseize and him, you just have extra pitch counters um, that you don't have to hit off the cascade. Um, I've seen some lists
1: that uh, because there's the like the faithless looting tech was a way to try and minimize the fact that you don't really want them in your hand. The cascade spells you either want them in your deck to cascade over into, or you want them in your yard for Dreadhorde Arcanist. Yeah, that, uh, some people were playing some number uh i saw a couple different lists that had two i saw one list that had three uh but they were playing as foretolds as well yes i saw that and that is really cool isn't it <laughs> so it's just like yeah, you're, you're playing all of these three drops that don't really do anything but if they're paired with one of your eight cascade spells then they are actually fairly good yeah i mean i think it's also cool that deck is the new hotness you know it's like as foretold cast ancestral put it up to one cast bolt for free
2: Put it up to two, cast your Ren six. Yeah, that glut at three is with the deck makes it really interesting just to play around with the numbers because, um, like, deck fade-in seems like a real good fit for this deck, Yep. for example. But, you know, once you've got four Shardless Agents at least... I mean, then you're putting in that many more three drops, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes, but it's a cool deck. We got a little derailed there because I was gonna ask. We were gonna turn the fills deck for the weekend, but there
1: was also the uh, nobody's done it yet, but uh, there might be a world where you just like also play Finale of Promise, or you play a version that is Finale of Promise, because yeah. your, your Finale on zero can just yeah. put a power in play.
2: Your I, finale on zero, oh, it can't it can't draw i can't power to play never mind it's instant and sorcery
0: i do want to i mean and, and i i think most of our listeners are going I, are going to know that uh how happy i am that like it's it's it, once again in vogue to own tropical islands
1: <laughs> dude not only that, very the, happy the, about the, that. The, this rug cascade list is still playing a couple of tarmagoys yeah you yeah gotta, there's,
2: there's so many i guess, builds of it
0: we might have to change uh the intro again from Tarmogoyf is no longer seeing play to Tarmogoyf is seeing some play.
2: And right, I got
1: uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to come up with another one. This just in. that ends. was
0: a
2: really good one. That was
0: a really good one though.
2: play. So Phil sends us the intro and he you know, puts the lyrics in the intro and I'm reading the li- I'm like, this is long and then I realized then when the song started I figured, like, figured out what he was doing. And it was yeah. gonna go really fast. <laughs> At least we got that. So that was that was a good one.
0: Um, yeah, so I, I think uh, so. Let's talk a little bit about
1: Phil, uh, the deck that Phil's gonna be playing. So I, I'm, if my cards come in today, I need the last of my cards to come in today, otherwise I can't do it. Um, but there's that pitch blue deck in Modern that just plays Narset Days Undoing, Notion Thief, and then you like flip, you just like draw a bunch of cards and then pay, play all these free pitch bells. Uh, Force of Negation was a huge get for that deck. And I've been working on porting it into Legacy. And in my testing, it's been really good. Like, uh, so far I'm on all eight forces. uh, And then you play Narset and Ocean Thief. Like, the fact that Narset and Ocean Thief by themselves are already very good against a large portion of the format, which isn't necessarily the case in Modern. The The deck's power level is just, like, way, way, way higher. And then you also get the cantrip so you don't have to play, like, the, the garbage artifact that taps for blue or black. Um, so you can run an efficient land count. And then what I've been doing is uh, I've been doing the snow mana base for Dead of Winter. Dead of Winter is the minus X minus, three mana minus X minus X for, uh, to all creatures equal to the number of snow permanents you have. Yep. And that's really good when you just need a way to like wrath the board or catch back up or get rid of TNNs and then you can cycle it back in with your days and doings.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at the modern build of this deck now because I didn't know that was what it was built on. I thought you had brewed this up yourself. I was like lore broker, and then I saw the four uh four Narsets, three notion thieves. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it, it's really good. Like if you have a
1: Narset, like I mean the fact that like Miracles was already I- interested in doing uh Narset with Vandalion Click, Vandillion Click's been picking up and if you just like Narset and snag their card, uh it's just instant speed thoughtsies. Uh which yeah. is obviously very good and then you can loop lock them if they're hell bent with a caracas uh in this deck you just get to do that with lower broker or if you uh if they if you have a notion thief on the table and you click them then they lose a card and you just go up a card um there's a lot of like incidental uh caveats that this deck has um but right now i'm on the the cantrip suite all eight forces i'm on a couple of snapbacks which is the free unsummon if you pitch a blue spell uh Tyrant Scorn was a big get out of War of the Horizons, which is destroy a creature with CMC three or less or bounce a creature for yeah. uh, cost blue black. And that is very good at one dealing with anything out of the creature deck early, but also because it's an unsummon, you can hit uh, Merit Lage, you can bounce a-, a Click or a Notion Thief and protect it. Uh, it's blue, so it pitches to your eight forces plus Snap Axe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then obviously, uh, like. Lore Broker is actually, like, he's underpowered, obviously, if he's not paired with one of the cards that cares about drawing cards. Uh But early game, if you're, like, need, if you're playing against, like, a grindy matchup where you know certain cards don't line up, like your removal, having a looter just to, like, filter through your garbage isn't, isn't the worst, especially since you're just looking to combo them out. Yeah. So if they use their removal on the Lore Broker, then that, <laughs> you can, like... That's not. It's. It. They may not, if they don't know that you're using it as a combo piece. But if they do, then that might clear the way for you to then flash in uh, a Notion Thief and get them.
2: For sure. No, I I like this idea. I I now seeing where where it came from, and I understand a little bit more where you came with this idea. Uh,
1: And the fact that like if you have a Notion Thief or a Narset on the table, if they're Hellbent, your Gyre Sanitarium and your Mana Base can just it hard locks them.
2: You've got four Narset, three Notion Thief, right? Yeah. Is there anything else that disrupts their drawing? But you might not well need more than that, right? Say that again? You don't need more than that to, like, disrupt their drawing, right? So you have uh, Notion Thief and Narset, which disrupts
1: their draw. And then uh, if you ever need to, like, spend resources to stop them, you can just stay as I'm doing. Uh, but, yeah, in terms of the the, the cards that say... When your opponent draws,
2: it's bad for... Like, they can't do anything. Yeah. It's Narsa and Notion Thief. So you have seven copies across the 75. It's an interesting, it's an interesting way to see if that, like... the pairing all those effects makes this kind of deck where the idea is to, like, hang on, hang on, then drop this, mind twist you, and just gain massive card advantage.
1: And the, the like... trick with the massive card advantage is that you can do things, and then because you're playing the eight pitch spells, you can then protect your stuff fairly easy so like something that would come up a lot is if i tap out to slam a notion thief on your turn if you try and kill it before i untap and i have a force of negation i can still pitch the force yeah but then if i untap i now have a three mana force that can counter whatever you use right so it, it, it puts this window where it's like oh this is actually way easier to protect and then it's also very good when you like pick your spots, and because your entire deck outside of Narset and Lore Broker is instant speed, if you hold up anything, you're threatening Click, you're threatening uh, Notion Thief, you're threatening any number of uh, your Counter Magic suites, whether it's Pierce Snare or holding up a Force of Negation, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like it's 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 a tough deck to play around because there's so many different moving parts. Um, but then it's just really easy to hard lock somebody because if you're going down in resources and fighting and exchanging, if you're going up seven cards, it doesn't matter at a certain point if they're hell bent and you spend, you know, two cards for every card that they have, it doesn't matter. You yeah, know, so far ahead. They, Cause they, and also if you're playing against certain, uh, a, a good chunk of the format, a lot of their cards that they draw anyway are going to be blank because they can't cantrip in the face of a notion thief, uh, or a, a Narset. So it's like, you're already cutting a bunch of outs and, if they if they deal with certain things like whether they waste you off of your guy reach and that's a combo piece, or uh you need another wrath of your dead of winter, just playing Days and Doing and shuffling everything back in, if you've already pulled lands out of your deck, then the density of spells in your deck is going to be higher. And so every days and doing that you cast as the game goes later and later is just gonna get better because you're gonna draw less lands in those sevens.
2: No, I agree. No, it's it's been interesting to see, like, you know, one thing that people I think, miss out on when a when a card is, you know, if there's, like, an effect and then there's another version of the effect that could be either slightly worse or slightly better or slightly different, um, is that there's still that, there's that, like, you know, quote-unquote effective eight, right? And I think Notion Thief was the first thing, right? And then Leopold came out, and people are like, well, you know, Notion Thief doesn't see any play or doesn't see much play, so Leovold would be a bit player, and then Leopold was Ascendant and Descendant, based on the format, right? And now you've got another one, you've got Narset. So now you've got, and Narset is seeing a ton of play, but like, now you can go back and say, well, can I pair Narset with Leopold or Notion Thief and just like get redundancy on this effect and be able to leverage it in certain ways while also getting the good parts of, you know, the secondary parts. Like, Narset is a double impulse. Leopold has the targeting thing and Notion Thief get, literally gives you the cards they're supposed to draw. So yeah, like had, they, all, they all do slightly different things, but they still impact your opponent's draws. So that makes sense.
1: I had tried uh, a version where instead of playing Notion Thief, I just played Leovold so I could keep the curve lower. And I found that uh, Narset is obviously very good because she finds your other combo piece. right? Yeah. She finds your days in doing. Where uh, the issue where I had with Leovold where I prefer Notion Thief after giving it a shot was... Obviously, the double splash on Leovold is harder than just going blue-black because it makes your mana base less stable. For sure. Uh, But the other side of it was, uh, if you have a Narset and a Lore Broker, they just discard while you loot. But if you have a Notion Thief, you draw two and discard a card while they just discard a card. Yes. And the the power level disparity of any of those uh, symmetrical draw effects with a Notion Thief in play... Is just exponentially stronger than with a in play. So obviously, if you're, yeah. if you're if mind twisting them both, it's great. It's the same way. But like, let's say I end step flash in Notion Thief and either get you with a, a off of your cantrip or whatever, and you already feel bad. Or I just get it. I just stick it, and then untap. If I days in doing and I can get that days in doing to resolve, days in doing will end the turn. So I don't go to discard after I've drawn the 14 off of Notion Thief. I'll oh, and have no, those 14 cards for your turn, and then next turn I'll be able to, like, play out anything I want and then go to discard. Which, by then, you're just sculpting a perfect seven so they can never cast a spell ever again. Uh, just You actually do have to discard. Wouldn't no, and the, the 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 clause on days Undoing, when it says end the turn, it doesn't go to uh, you... Just you... discard down
2: your maximum hand size.
1: Oh, it says that on there?
2: Yeah, it's the second sentence.
1: Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> well I've I've been um, playing that wrong, but
2: Still, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everything I've so said. Funny. Everything I've said this episode is for not everybody. This, no, this is, well, the is thing is, I now. wasn't saying. I wasn't saying you should play Leovold in, in place of Notion Thief because I think you're right. I'm just what I'm saying is that like, you know, you you went past Leovold to Notion Thief to put this deck together, right? And I think that's interesting in that, you know, everyone assumed Leovold was you know X percent better than Notion Thief, and it was because the deck that it was in was better. You know, it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to make that make sense. Like, but this this deck is is using the Narset and is abusing the Narset and um, Notion Thief text around not drawing. Whereas Leovold was just like an incidental stumbling block in a you know a basic mid range deck otherwise. But your deck is playing four low bro- Laura brokers and four days undoing, right? So there's more. You're more all in on using that effect, and it's interesting to see how that. Has evolved yeah
1: it's the the cards that stick out too is that there are certain cards that are just naturally good in the format right now like Vandelian click is actually just really really good as a main deckable card uh, one is a check on all other planeswalkers, but also with the increase in stoneforge mystic it's just a good it, it, it's a card that if, if you're a stoneforge mystic opponent knows they have to play around it it can give you a lot of maneuvering yeah right
2: right for sure um... So I, I hope you guys do well. Thank I you. I, was I hope I do well too. Yeah.
1: I <laughs> I I mean, we, we were joking that we, we both know that. Oh, uh, we're
0: guaranteed. Guaranteed.
1: Zach and I are definitely going to get paired in the first round because that's always what happens. <laughs> Actually, you and I got paired the second round. Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, anytime we're ever at the same events, we always get paired.
0: Yeah. We were at what, what was it? Grand Prix Richmond, uh, and and we got paired paired up together.
2: <laughs> that's bizarre.
0: Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I guess we can we can switch from there to talk about uh, – you know, don't want to go uh, on a deep dive here, but we should talk about some cards that have been spoiled so far in, in, in 2020. Hey,
2: everybody. Zach Clark is founder of Eternal Girdle. I uh, just wanted to give everyone a short reminder. If you have the means and uh, you're enjoying the podcast, we always appreciate you stopping by our
0: Patreon at patreon.com. Eternal girdle. And uh, helping to support the podcast keep
2: going. Back to the show. I
1: want to just point out for M20 that they this spoiler for season for M20 got me so hard. It got me so good. Let me explain. The new Soren, right? The three-mana yeah. Sorin. Its first two abilities, it doesn't matter right? But it has a minus ability immediately. So it's two and a black, and you can come in and you can minus it immediately, and it says, put a vampire from your hand into play. That is very similar to show and tells text. Mm -hmm. Put a thing from your hand into play for no mana. And so I said, wait a minute, this is a three mana thing that you can go turn one dark red, put in Sorin, minus put in the fat vampire that ends the game. So I immediately went to gatherer, Looked up the best vampires I could find, and I want you guys to guess, what is the best vampire you can put in off of a Sorin? I would guess Edgar Markov. The answer is none. They all suck. Everything's
2: bad. <laughs> no, I, thought, I, thought Garza, I thought Garza's soul was good, but it's not worth building the deck around.
1: No. None of them are good. The best vampire I found was if an opponent loses the game, put 10 plus 1 plus 1 counters on this thing. That's yeah. <laughs> the best vampire is uh, is specifically targeted for multiplayer. You're going
0: to need to somehow coax uh, your opponent to let someone else play the game. Kill that person. And then... Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. oh man, go. this is,
1: this, this is going to be so sweet. You're just going to put in, like, you know, the nine mana vampire that, you know, is just, like, Grizzlebrand plus. And I was just like, oh, man, this is trash. No,
0: they're all, they're all, all very mid-rangey. All right, let's,
2: Vampires let's, are mid-rangey, right? Well, the thing is, like, I was, I, you know, you said that, Phil, and I was still like, you know, honestly, you could play this, this card with Blood gas and figure something out. But um, not, like, you could get some value off the plus. It's got two plus abilities before, this, before it makes three guys. Mm-hmm. So you could, like, kind of do something with it <laughs> um, with, with the card Blood gas, which is insane. But... um you know, not great. I I do want to... Maybe we should do what we did last time. So that could be Phil's card. And now, Zach, you can pick the one card to talk about, and I'll pick my card.
0: Ooh, and the one I, card I, to talk I, I think, about. I
2: know my card, and I can go first if you want. Let's, yeah,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't want to steal your thunder here. I might pick the card that you're looking at.
2: Go okay. for it. I was going to pick... I wanted to pick as my pre-preview, Rotting Regisaur. Oh, I definitely and wasn't going to pick that. <laughs> that, is, that is also two in a black, by the way. That is also two in a black. And... It is it's a 7-6 creature zombie dinosaur. And it says at the beginning of your upkeep, discard a card. So it's a two, 2 and a black for a 7-6. And the downside is at the beginning of your upkeep, keep, discard a card. And that's a card of your choice. There's no orb, sacrifice this. There's no turn into a zombie dinosaur yourself. You know? There's no, there's no, there's no secondary clause. Yes. So my question for you guys is, is this card strictly better than Scave Zombies? <laughs> Here, here's my here's my guess. what Scave Zombies? You mean a two two for three? It's a no. Let's, let's Zombies is two and a black for a two two creature zombie with no other text. Okay. And my question is whether or not the plus five plus four is makes it even though you have to discard a card every turn. I think this is still literally strictly better, because you will you will kill them before the discarding matters. Before you've discarded enough cards to matter. I'm confused. You're talking
0: about Skate Zombies, a card from Unlimited, right? From Alpha Beta Unlimited. Yeah. That is a two-two for three mana.
2: Yeah. And, and you're, I'm asking you're, if yeah. you think this card is strictly better? Strictly. Strictly not better like, than. Not contextually.
0: Strictly better than a seven six for three mana with some text on it.
2: The text is all is all downside. theoretically. Sure. you lose you lose an extra card every turn. I think this is strictly better. Yes. Phil, can you say that? Can you say that Rotting Register is strictly better than Skate Zombies?
1: Well, the fact that you're 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 playing a, a round robin by asking us that question, like actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm being set up. But if I were to say, if there's no context that you can put it in, right? So the discard a card. Is just a card that you would have played and it doesn't get any benefit from being in your graveyard. I would say this card for three mana being a three-turn clock as opposed to Skate Zombies, which is literally two and a black for a vanilla two-two, is a ten-turn, ten-turn clock. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a gray ogre, basically. I would yeah. I would in fact assume the position that this card is strictly
2: better. And i I I do I'm not trying to get you guys. I, I honestly was thinking about this because it's funny how you know, when they talk, when we, 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 you know, people get up in arms about the, the the phrase, Strictly Better. And I was, you know, I was chuckling to myself as I was thinking about this card when it was spoiled because it is two and a black for a two-two zombie. Or, I'm sorry, two, two and a black for a two-two zombie is the baseline, right? Mm-hmm. And this card gets you plus five, plus four, but you lose a card every turn, but it's plus five, plus four. Like, if it was just, like, discard a card, if Skate's Zombies had the text, discard a card, this creature gets +5, plus +4 plus until end of turn. You may activate this only once per turn. So like if if that, if that was the text on it, and you didn't have to discard, but you could to make it a seven six, I think people would say it is strictly better. But that's effectively what this is anyway, because you're never not doing that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're just attacking. If you're putting this card on the battlefield, you're just attacking with it. Now I know, obviously, I don't think Skade Zombies is playable in any format, <laughs> and I think this card. What about Revised to- Forty? It was actually <laughs> totally playable, in playable revised like revised, limited, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, it's probably playable in revised forty. Actually, let's let's can, it, you know if you're listening to this and you and you are a revised forty expert, please contact me, and uh, we'll have you on to talk Inquiring about your revised forty. Inquiring minds want to know <laughs> your revised forty. I'm mean, actually probably ooh, maybe that'd be my revised forty deck. Um, I'm just I'm just saying it's funny because like you're you're technically never supposed to say that anything's strictly better, as long as it has some difference. Yeah, you know. Like that isn't that isn't covered by the other card. Like everything about this card is strictly better except the text box, which is theoretically a downside. I never yeah. think discarding a card at the, even at the beginning. You have to keep discard a card for then, then nothing else happens. I mean there are decks that decks play putrid imp to discard cards. Yeah like, yeah. Is disc, discarding a card ever a problem in no. Legacy?
0: Not often. Here's the thing. The, here's the other thing that you you need to know about the text of this card. It's not like mastercore where if you can't it goes away. This is just discard a card during your upkeep. If you and can't, that's, oh uh, well. Uh, you know, if you okay, have no cards like, in your hand yeah. and you draw a card, uh, you still get to draw a card for your turn, play that card anyhow, right? Like
1: yep. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the biggest that's the biggest thing to to me is like when you're hellbent, there's no dis- there's no consequence for it. Yeah. There's no and consequence. You and then it doesn't do anything to the card that you draw that turn. So if you're hellbent and you're playing off the top of your deck, but like you just get to have this while under cost the cards and it's going to feel real good when you go okay rotting registrar uh and you're bent, and then you untap
2: this goes on the stack you discard nothing because you have nothing and then draw another rotting registrar
1: oh
2: oh so Gross. good and you play that and you discard two cards that you don't have and you draw another rotting registrar. oh yeah i mean i think this card will be played by the way i think that people are going to play it um i think it's going to be one of those like sideboard cards for reanimator that just kind of shows up well, this is also um, a
1: card that just like stands in front of a Germag and like will 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 race your TNN.
2: It I, it it works with unearth. So if you like have an, like an unearth deck and you're looking for that like extra beef, there's there's your Roddy Registrar right there waiting for you. Um, I mean like anything with dark Confidant, this doesn't this doesn't hurt as bad as you know Germag Angler or Team would. This
1: thing, this thing, it can't get hit by Dismember. It can't get hit by both it can only get hit by the revolted fatal push everything hits swords uh yeah. is there anything outside of like
2: swords like this dodge is a shit ton of removal am I missing am I missing any no you're not you're not missing anything. i mean you know it gets abrupt Decade and stuff but that's but the thing is like it's three mana it's a three mana seven six they have to abrupt the yeah i guess they're like dead, i guess, I guess there, there is. So like
1: I guess the downside sometimes will be you'll play three mana and then they'll say okay and then you pass and then with the trigger on the stack to discard they'll decay it and two for one you?
2: Sure. I mean, but you know, you don't have to play it's not necessarily for that kind of matchup either. This is a fast closer in, in in combo matchups or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also good off the top. I mean, I mean there's there's I'm just I I think this card will be played, and and it's almost like I want to say you get to discard a card every turn. But you get to do that. You get to do that with all the crazy things you can do if you discard a card. Anyway, that was that was my creature. I really wanted to have the Skate zombies, you know, half serious discussion just because it was like I guess the way to put it is I was thinking like, if this was a twenty twenty with the same with the same everything else, you know? Would, would, would there ever be a room for like a, one of those pedantic people to say well it's not technically strictly better because you have to discard a card every turn yeah. like what's the what, what is what is discarding a card every turn worth is it worth plus 5 plus 4 on the baseline probably
0: yeah i think i i think yes yeah.
2: all right you get a card now Zach.
0: i get a card so this is tough cuz uh there's not a ton of of cards that i i think are great in this set
1: yet like oh, not, the- not for There's, there's, there's one card. If you don't pick a card, I'm just going to, I'm going to get another one.
0: Oh, I'm I'm definitely,
1: I'm definitely going to pick Chandra Acolyte of Flame. No, no, Uh, no. I'm on a different one. I'm getting another one after this. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) Uh,
2: yeah. We'll do a whole, we'll do a whole set review.
0: Yeah. Not, not today. We will do a whole set
1: review. Uh, uh, once this is totally spoiled. Can I get a 10 second rant? yes okay so they're reprinting the ley lines right <laughs> we have all the new ley lines getting reprinted so we have the black ley line which needed to reprint because it was like 80 dollars. we had the white ley line which was also too expensive it needed to reprint totally fine but then the green one gets a new ley line that's like chock full of combo potential there's already a turn to combo deck that is uh viable with the green ley line
0: okay
1: there's a red ley line which is good <laughs> Or the red decks that are saying, hey, every time I get targeted with something, I'm going to dome somebody. So, like, this is going to be good for the the decks that want this against the matchups they need it for. But then the blue Leyland, they just reprint the same one that we've had forever? I'm not no mad at that. Touched. Not mad that at that. That costs literally a dollar. What is this? <laughs> two colors get new ones, two ones get needed reprints because of the price, and then blue just gets shit. Oh, fuck that, man. <laughs>
2: Welcome. Usually it's the other way around, so there you go.
0: What Grinds My Gears by Phil Blackman.
2: <laughs> All right. I actually really like this card too, Zach. So. Uh,
0: yeah, so Chandra, Acolyte of Flame. So uh, it's a three mana, two and uh, sorry, two red, and uh, one colorless for a four uh, loyalty planeswalker. It has a zero ability. Put a loyalty counter on each red planeswalker you control. It has another zero ability that creates two 1-1 one, one red elemental tokens. They gain haste, sacrifice them at the beginning of your next upkeep. And then it has a negative two, which is... You may cast target instant or sorcery card uh, with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard. If you do that, it gets exiled uh, at the end of turn. Uh, uh, if you do that, uh, uh, exile. Yeah, yeah, exiled. Um, so uh, I, I like this for a couple reasons, but specifically, um, you know, Renan. Si- I'm playing Renin Six already. Can I possibly make like a mid range deck that uh, in Legacy that uses this Renin Six? And maybe maybe some other red planeswalker, I don't know. Uh to to gain like a maximum amount of value, maybe maybe Chandra Torch of Defiance to gain some maximum amount of value
2: off of plusing my planeswalkers. Get to uh, I think I think you'd yeah, Dak, Dak is a red planeswalker, by the way. Yeah, Dak um, Perfect. Uh, the Sahili that makes Doctors a Red Planeswalker. Or Servos, I forget which one it is. The one that just came out. Yep. That is a Red Servos. Planeswalker. Um yeah, I think Ren and Six is really good for this. Um, I actually think this card is good, and I, I'm surprised. One of the things I, I was thinking when I first saw it is, that like, I think this card is really crazy, and if we didn't just get a bunch of crazy Planeswalkers, I think it would be more noticed. Yeah. But the, the like let's say it was, like, one red-red, and then you kind of just, like... What are, you, what are you scared of happening to it before you untap? You're scared of it getting killed by creatures, right? Sure, so this yeah, on, yeah, yeah. You could say, like, on an empty board, any Planeswalker is good. So, on an empty board, and and at three mana, there's a good chance you can play this on an empty board, you know, because you can end of turn kill something, untap, play this, or something, right? Yep. So it's a good chance playing this on the empty board, and you either just put it up to five or you attack them for two. Um, And then you untap, and you're probably very likely to use the minus two the next turn. Yep. And boy, there are so many juicy targets for that. There's all, think of all the stuff that Dread, look at Dreadhorde Arcanist, which. I know that it gets it for free, and free is always busted. Yeah. But, like, the other thing that it does is recur, and to recur, you usually have to do a couple things. One is you have to pay the mana in the same turn, so something like Snapcaster Mage, uh, even going back to, like, Yawgmoth's Will. In order to cast something from your graveyard, you got to pay the mana the same turn. Um, or uh, you... I guess that's really the only thing I was going to say. But, like, either way, it's good. You know, even that's good, Right. So you're going to get to untap with all your mana and minus two this and, you know, cast a cantrip and then do something else out of your graveyard or get to him them again. So if you would like him you into play this plus it into minus minus two him you play a guy. Yep. Like, uh.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, I think another thing that needs to be brought up because it's it's not readily apparent by the text on the card that that first zero ability is actually a plus one uh, as well, so it does it does come in with like a five a five loyalty if if, if that's what you're gonna do. Um,
2: and in the late game, you just dump them for two a turn. Like yeah. if you if you've used this if you've used the abilities correctly and gra- ground out a ton of value from your two for one deck. I mean, it's cast polygons command, but you can cast polygons command this well, by the way. So you get to minus three polygons command is into your sorcery, that they cost three or less. Um, and that's a good way to just like two for one, two for one, two for one. Now everyone's now everyone's dead. I'm just gonna zero attack for two, zero attack for two, zero attack for two every turn, mm-hmm. and they can't do anything about it. You know, I mean they can, but you can defend her with other with other things. I think this card is great.
0: Yeah, I mean my.
2: I'm oh, sorry, I feel like I stole your thunder. No, 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 no. I, I, but I love
0: this card. Yeah, it's, I, I think <laughs> I think it's interesting design. The the idea that like this is uh red planeswalker centric and then you you have to you have to do what Phil did which is like look and find all the good red planeswalkers right you gotta find all the vampires as, as I think that's what we'll call that for now on whenever you have to find a card that you don't you normally have to look vampires. for you're like well, we're gonna we're gonna search the registry for all the vampires um yeah I think uh, it just like it makes people build decks differently which I
2: really appreciate. Well, I just think Renin Six being a two, like the fact that you can actually conceivably play a, another Red Planeswalker on turn two, yeah, and then and this gets so much extra value out of this. Could you imagine getting like the Renin Six retrace going with this thing in play? Like, oh my gosh, that'd be on
0: turn four because you you play Renin Six, it goes to four loyalty, right? Then you play this Renin Six goes to six loyalty. You play this, uh, you you up this again on the next turn. You still have an extra loyalty to use with Renin Six. Uh, so Rin Six is still in play, and you have the uh, uh, Retrace ability.
2: Yeah, and if you want to like,
0: now you I can just know. start getting lands back that and and retracing spells for free. Pretty crazy. Yeah. two turns you've ultimated Renin Six. For two yeah. you know, and two, two turns after you've played this, uh, uh, you have you have Run Six at ultimate, ultimate.
2: So good, Zach. I mean, this is a great card. And I think I think it, I really think that if we just didn't get like vomited on with planeswalkers that were also pretty good, yeah, that it would have been.
1: <laughs> yeah, this this card definitely would have been way more hyped if there wasn't already a glut of good three-drop planeswalkers that just came in.
2: We haven't even gotten through all the good three-drop planeswalkers that just came in from War of the Spark. Like in terms of like brewing them out, you know, like people. Oh, yeah,
1: Ashiok's Day in the Sun is still going. Is is on the yeah. horizon.
2: Ashiok and Dovin, and there and there were a couple others. I was just like. You know, I saw, like, Ashiak is, as like, a one of curiosity, and now it's up to, like, now the people are finally getting around to, like, putting three in decks, and we're seeing how that's going to happen. So it's a lot of new stuff. You know, yeah. Commander 2018 comes out this summer, too. Yeah, I, I mean, I, can't, expecting...
0: I cannot wait for that to happen.
2: Yeah. We actually, you know, I, I guess I, I, you guys know that when I make our list for, uh, for set reviews, I do go over the top on purpose, so we have a nice show. But I actually do think there are a lot of, there are, a lot more interesting cards for legacy in the m20 than i was expecting after getting war of the spark and modern horizons i mean
0: yeah i didn't it, expect I, to have, <laughs> have this sort of like whatever they're doing over there whatever they're smoking over at uh over a play design keep keep going guys i love it yeah <laughs> Um, I think that's it for us this week, right? Like, uh, not, nothing else to really to talk about before we, you know, this this set will what, be spoiled by the end of next week, and we'll, we'll yeah,
2: we'll, we'll next week nice, will be a set review. We're on a set dive. review
1: every two weeks. Every two weeks set review. I'm just going to point out that the card that, like, I, I've seen zero zero talk about from M20, but I think is actually probably the most real card in the set is uh, Elvish Reclaimer.
0: Yeah, I was going to talk oh, about. Gonna, we're going to twenty Reclaimer, minutes on even, that. Yeah, that's yeah. not even you know.
2: <laughs> Uh, we need we need time for that,
0: yeah. I, I did want to uh, thank uh, Brian Nordyke for joining us uh, on Patreon. Uh, Chris Bennett, we talked about last week. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, it, you know, every, every dollar counts. If you even if you're not trying to get a t-shirt, you know, uh, like we said before, what is it twenty dollars get you a t-shirt? Yep. Uh So if, if if you pledge up to twenty dollars, we we make sure you get a t-shirt immediately. If over the lifetime you go to twenty dollars, we'll get you a t shirt as well. If you're gonna be somewhere and you just want a t shirt, hit us up, Venmo us the money, we'll get you a t shirt. Um yeah. but uh yeah, so uh you know, good good luck this weekend, Phil. I'm sure we'll we'll match up in round one. Uh and uh I'm I'm excited to play some Legacy this weekend.
1: Yeah, dude. Uh when you see me go Dark Ritual into Soren Imperius Bloodlord
2: and put in a dumb vampire, you're gonna be like, What have we even doing? Garza's <laughs> is all, man. All. You draw a card, you get to go to the 6 6. That's so good. Wow. All right. All right. Well,
0: I'll see you later. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Have a great week and uh, see you next week.
2: Have a good week. Bye. Stop, stop, I need more
0: stuff. Can you see I see animals, go. Keep it up with the stop, stop, I more stuff. Can see I see animals, go. Giving up for the Joneses? Giving up for the Joneses? All right. Where does he get those wonderful toys?